Welcome to A Bit of Boo with Stacy and Rue, a peculiar podcast where we discuss all things paranormal, kooky, and unexplained. I'm Stacy Rourke. And I'm Rue Volley. Well, hello, ma'am. I feel like I haven't recorded with you in a million years. I know. I miss your face. I've missed your face. How you been doing? Good. You? Good. Um, You just celebrated your 20-year wedding anniversary this past weekend. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we I just stay together. We did it, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have a really, we've got a really strange dynamic now because um, we work together, Mm -hmm. same schedule, go to work, like drive together. (laughs) So we're home together all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because, um, and nothing against the people at work. I I totally understand where these women are coming from. (laughs) They're like, so how are you? I mean, how's it going? Like, yeah. How is it like spending how? every second of every day with him? All that yeah. happening. Yeah. Actually, it's totally fine. Like we, Vaughn and I have always been very cool in the house. If if he wants to do something and I want to do something and it's not the same shit, like we just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like there's no weirdness. Like we don't try to go and find each other and interrupt what we're doing. Um, so I still feel the same. And the, the cool thing is, is that we're not struggling to match up our schedules now. And we're actually able to schedule our, our like have that you know do shit yeah because it's <laughs> so, not like well i have to work until this time and you have to work until this time yeah it's yeah, yeah. and i mean we're just, i'm so grateful for the jobs that we have now because one we work in an office so i'm out of retail yay which is glorious yeah so it is glorious i i did 30 years in it i think i put in my time you did <laughs> yeah and Vaughn had worked it even longer like so I'm very grateful that we have office jobs. And it's just really weird. I have a set schedule. I'm off early on Fridays. I'm off every weekend. I can actually plan things now. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that any Saturday. That's <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so it was really nice. But what we did um, for our anniversary is we had a staycation. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, we just we chilled the hell out. On Saturday, we went out of town to another state <laughs> and try. Here was the crazy thing. We wanted to spend money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like normally I don't have a problem with spending money like and he doesn't either. And we actually made money that day. <laughs> like we came home with a surplus of money as opposed to all the things that I should have probably bought. But it was just a weird day. I. I bought like five books, mm-hmm. but I cleared out three shelves in our library 
Yeah. And we took them to a used uh, bookstore and mm-hmm. sold them because I wanted them to have a new forever home. Yes. And got a decent amount of money for it and then turned around and left with money. And it had just never, like, he still has money in his wallet. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we didn't, I tried. I tried very hard <laughs> tried to, to spend, spend all money. of this money. Yeah. Didn't work. I tried and it just didn't happen. But we had a, a glorious time. We took a four day weekend. Two of those days I wrote. But the other two days, we literally, like, one day we went shopping. The other day, we stayed in our pajamas and just watched movies all day. So it it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how fun for you guys. Yeah. And what what are we writing right now? Well, I'm... I'm writing the second book in this fantasy series is trying to kick my ass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... The good news is, is I have four chapters to go and I'm done. Oh, awesome. Good for you. Yay, right? I'm I'm so excited about that. Um, I know when I go through and do my content edit, mm-hmm. I'll probably end up adding like 30 pages. That's normally, I don't know how your process goes, but I normally end up adding about 30 pages when I do a content edit mm-hmm. because I just see gaps that need yeah. to be filled. Some things get deleted. Other things get added. But yeah, it's uh, it's called The King of Blood and Bone. It's the second book in the uh, Shadow and Stone series. And I'm super proud of it. And there are dragons. <laughs> so You can't I'm go wrong. Having, you can't go I'm wrong having with fun dragons. with these dragons. Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. I People have... Uh, it's weird. I haven't... And I'm not bragging. Because, you know, I'm a humble person. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any ads running on this, and yet it's still selling. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm hope- I'm- I'll am i run ads like when the second book comes out. Yeah. But I don't continually run ads on these books because I have a lot of books. Yeah. And it would cost a lot of money for me to run ads on all of them all the time. Um, but, yeah, so that – I'm – grateful for that too i have readers out there that are excited about it and they're telling they're obviously telling people so it's kind of a a word of mouth that's (laughs) great yeah yeah so i'm super happy about that what are you writing right now i just finished uh content edits on my 43rd book girl yes (laughs) oh my god congratulations thank you Um, oh my god that's amazing it is book four in my octavia hollow series it's called this one is death's door okay Uh, it also will be the last uh book that i'm releasing for this year my next oh my god we're twinsies (laughs) we're doing the same thing i'm so excited isn't that an awesome feeling? I'm so ready for a break. That is the last <laughs> book that you're doing for the year. That's the way I feel right now. Like I'm just trying to get over the push or yes. over the hump, you know? Well, I wrapped oh. this book up and I, the way I wrapped it up, and I don't want any spoilers for anybody, but there's like there's like Faye and uh, vampires and zombies and all this shit all at the end of the book. And now I'm like... I need a minute to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with all that. Oh, my God. That sounds exciting, though. Yeah. So I got a minute to figure out where I'm going to go from there. I know there's going to be at least two more books in the series, but I'm not sure with Octavia if I'm ever going to do like a big 
final end or if I want to just be able to revisit that world. Yeah. From time to time. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I, I go don't blame you. Octavia is a fantastic character. I know I'm in love with her Thank and you. Bacon. Yeah. And I know you have a ton of readers who are absolutely obsessed with that series. And I am telling everyone that's listening to us, <laughs> go to Amazon and get Octavia Hollows. Like, look Stacy up, <laughs> buy all of those books. She is a fantastic writer. She's a necromancer with an undead pig. Like, what else do you yes! need to know? I mean, how can you beat that shit? Yes. Like, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, anybody that loves paranormal um paranormal uh mysteries because i think you you have really like shined in that Thank that you. genre um but yeah paranormal mysteries um killer uh characters killer badass female lead um snarky humorous <laughs> written well just a Addictive. I love your stuff. Like, Thank and I'm you. not saying that because I owe you anything. Because obviously, <laughs> I love you. Wait, I don't have to pay you for this after that. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just want. I really want people to check her out. Like, Thank I mean you. that that series is just amazing. And the cool thing about those books is that they're pretty much standalones. Yeah. Like you can just you can read them and enjoy the story, beginning, middle, and end, and just kind of mix it up. Yeah. You know, now they do um, usually have like a little cliffhanger at the end, but the cliffhanger is just leading you into what the monster or the bad guy is going to be in the next book. So it's like a complete story. And then this is your hope okay. to the next one. Do you see that there's somebody staring at me in the window? Yeah, <laughs> that looked really creepy for a second. I looked back there and I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say anything or if we're just going to keep rolling with that. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. My dog just appeared in the window behind me and was just staring yeah, that at that was me. freaky. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, we just got a ghost sighting. That's Hellhound. Amazing. Hellhound. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Uh, one yeah, thing I no. will say about um, Death's Door, and yeah. some of my readers have asked me to do this in the past, so I actually have done it. There are a couple chapters in Death's Door that are from Bacon's point of view. So, <gasps> oh, that's awesome! Oh, how fun! Yeah, we have a couple of Bacon-tastic chapters in that one. That's going to be fun. Oh, I love it! Yeah, you guys. Um, I don't know how many of the people that listen to our podcast are actually on Facebook, but make sure you follow our pages because yes, we both do specialty book boxes mm -hmm. for every single one of our releases. And we put like really personal. That's one of the things that Stacy and I bonded on other than the other million things that we have in <laughs> common. But we both do um, personalized book boxes and you can get different kinds. You can just get the book with you know the signature a sticker a bookmark and then it kind of tears up like yes. so people get a choice but we put i know that you do the same thing but um we put these personalized items in these boxes that you can't find anywhere else so it's yep. exclusive swag i know you make a lot of your items just like i do um, I saw the Funko Pops oh my that gosh. you're doing for this one. Your <laughs> readers are going crazy for them. They look amazing. I'm so glad that you're sending me pictures of yeah, it. I was like, so yeah, cool. show me. Um, I found Funko Pops that um, that their characteristics kind of matched Octavia's. Yeah. And then I'm going back and painting them. 
eggs to make oh, them Octavia. Nice. And each one of them has a little bacon pig in there with her. I um, love it. And I yeah, people it. are going crazy for them. I'm almost done. I've, I think I've got maybe, maybe 14 left to paint. They're, they, they haven't taken me as long as I thought they were going to. I think it's yeah. because I got it down to a science and I know exactly like what needs to be done for each. So yeah. That's kind of the trick with it. I do the same thing with mine. Like this new box with the King of Blood and Bone has got each one of them have a different mask, like yeah. a Katsumi mask in it that's painted differently. The first one looked like aged silver. This one looks red. Um, and the first one came with a dragon egg that matched the mask. And this one comes with a red dragon egg. So those things have to be made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's time consuming. Yeah. I hand make all this shit like you do. I don't have an army of people like helping me do it. Like we are yeah. one woman show here. Yeah. So, so we're not paying it, paying to have it done. No, we're, we're, we're not doing paying it. to have it done. This isn't <laughs> something that, you know, anybody else could buy. These are things that you can only get from us. So please check us out on Facebook. Um, you can go to my page, Rivali. You can go to Stacy Rourke. Um, you also we have always... your uh, the, the strange and true in the yeah yeah. I have a I have a private group that I always share my links in first. It's strange but true in the land of Rue. Yeah. So all you have to do is just type that into the and I share it on my on my profile page from time to time. Um, so that people can find me. But yeah, definitely. And what what is your group? Mine is the Rourke Stars, R-O-U-R-K-E Stars, like rock stars, but Rourke Stars. And um, yeah, search that group. You do have to send an invite or a request, and then I will Mm -hmm. add you. But I do not post my book boxes anywhere else. I only post them in my fan club. Yes. So if you're interested, that's it. Yeah, that's one thing that you and I differ on. Like I, I actually put it on my profile page, too. But that's true. Stacy only does it in her private group. So you have to join the group to have yeah. access to these things. And I'm a stingy I, bitch. I'm a stingy bitch. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be starting next year. My boxes are going to be exclusive to the group, too. Yeah. Um, because I just I feel like that's one of the incentives, like to be exactly. in this private group with us, you know, like. Go ahead and join the group. You're not going to get spammed all day, every day. Like, I literally post a couple times a day just, you know, for people to decompress. And I think you do the same. Yeah. And to keep you up to date on what we're doing. But yeah, definitely join our groups. And that way you can get access to these boxes because I'm telling you, you want them. Yeah. They're amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> really cool shit. Yeah. And you were the one that introduced me to them. And now, now it's kind of our thing that we're like, look at this awesome thing that I'm making. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, the thing was, is I really, that that's one thing in the publishing world, and I'm not talking shit, but the one thing that is kind of um, discouraging is when authors don't reach out to each other, and they aren't honest with each other, and they don't say, hey, I would really like to try this. Can you help me out? Do you mind if I do this? Like, yeah, I know you're doing it. And you were so awesome in that way. Like you reached out, you talked to me about it. And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, go ahead and make these boxes. Cause I knew you were going to, you were going to kill it yeah. because you've always been amazing with like your, your personal swag, like, and stuff that you've made for your readers. And I know you care about them. Like I care about mine and we share a lot of people like yeah, we do and we our do. readers, like we actually <laughs> share. So they really enjoy both of them. And, and, it wasn't detrimental, but what I really dislike is when people just kind of steal. 
from each other and then pretend like they came up with the idea. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, there's so many things out there that nobody can really claim that they did something all on their own. But when you see it happening (laughs) and, and they're blatantly taking your idea or even reaching out to the people that you've talked to about helping you with something. That's, I just think that's really shitty. You know, we, we need to stop that. So yeah. I mean, if you're going, if you, it it reminds me of the backdrop that I had at once upon a book that, you know, has a skull on it. Now it has flowers. It lights up. It's a whole big thing. And the reason that came about is I was at an author event and I saw a woman that had one, but hers was, um, you know, white and flowery. She writes romance. So it was very romantic looking, but I loved oh. the idea of it. And instead of me going like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to take this and steal it. I went up mm-hmm. to this woman and I was like, your display is absolutely stunning. I mm-hmm. love it. I would like, I would love to do something like this, but give it a Gothic flair to go with mine. Do you mind yeah. if I take some pictures of your display? And not only did she let me take pictures of her display, but the stand that she clipped her backdrop on, she's like, yeah. I have another one of these at home. Just take it. So she gave you one. She gave me a stand. So this is like, if you, and I think you did the same thing to me when I reached out about the book boxes is yeah. instead of being like, you know, no, this is mine. You were like, this is what I've learned. Here's some yeah. tips. This is yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. And I think that's the difference is if you come to somebody and say, I yeah. really love this idea. I would love to take it and make it my own. Yeah. That's different than being like, no, I'm just going to steal it. And hope that you don't notice that I just ripped you off. Like Right. And see, I mean, that's all people have to do. Just be honest about it and be like, hey, you know, I really like this, but I'm going to put a spin on it. Is it cool that I do it? And there would be so much less fucking drama in the world yes. if people would just be yes. honest with each other and say that shit instead of just taking something and, you know, twisting it and then pretending like they came up with it or they didn't know that you did it. Like, that's just shady. It is. It's just shady. It is. And I, you know, I would do the same thing. Like if I would see something and be like, hey, oh my gosh, like that would work perfectly for what, for your X, Y, and Z. Can I, can you please give me some tips? Talk to me about it. You know, like, is it okay if I do a twist on it? I, I would think that anybody would appreciate that as opposed to just being ripped off. Because listen, none of us created vampires. No, none of us (laughs) created dragons. None of us created necromancers or any of the shit. Like we did not create it. But what makes books and authors special is the personalization that they do of their shit. Like my books cannot belong to anyone any other author because I interject my personal experiences and my personality into them just like Mm -hmm. you do into yours. And I honestly believe that the 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 readers can feel that when they read it. Mm -hmm. They're not reading something that was just cookie cutter and just put out there for money. They're actually getting a piece of you. And they're getting to know you better. And I think that's the reason why you and I have been able to connect so well with our readers um, because they know that. They know that about us. They meet us. They talk to us. We're very accessible. And 
and then they could inter- read our books in our voice they could they could hear like yeah. how we interject and stuff yeah. like that yeah because you and i act exactly the same online that we do in person <laughs> like, oh, yeah. there yeah. isn't anything different about me i'm not faking no. it i don't have all <laughs> great days i you know i trip and fall i do all kinds of stupid shit and i share that stuff with people because i don't want them thinking that you know i'm living this charmed life because exactly. none of us do so, but yeah. All right, honey, what you got for me today? Today, we are going to be talking about cursed movie sets. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And you're going to be talking about movie sets that people that were involved in these movies that they believe to be cursed and what happened. And two of them are going to connect with a past podcast that you and I have done. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do it, girl. I'm now excited. I, this I is do cool. have to say before we go into this, because I did I did some research on these and these, a lot of them, well, all of them are horror movies or some form of horror movie. But one of them that was not listed on here, but I know enough Hollywood drama to know that it also was believed to be have a curse set um was the wizard of oz the shit really? that went on in the wizard of oz oh yeah and i'm not just talking about you know them giving judy garland uppers and downers to try to keep her level or you know that that's... that was some bullshit yeah yes um so freaky. but we had the the tin man who was actually the the original Tin Man, not the one that's in the movie, the original Tin Man that was supposed to be in it, they were covering him in a makeup that had metal in it every single day. And so much of it got into his lungs that his lungs began shutting down. During the filming? Yes. To where he ended up in an iron lung in the hospital with the studio executives calling and like, he needs to get to the set, yada, yada, yada. And the, the the doctors had to advocate for him and go, if he comes to the set, he's going to die. No, he's not fucking coming to the movie set. Oh, my God. So instead of like them taking responsibility that this man is in the hospital because of the makeup they put on him, mm-hmm. they fired him and replaced him with. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay. So tell me this. Like, so do you know, like in the Wizard of Oz, is the original Tin Man in there? No. And then they switched him out or they totally redid his part? They totally redid his part. He's not what in there at all. a bunch of dicks. Yeah. They're a big old bag of dicks. And, you then- know, and then people wonder why there's a fucking strike going on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. The um, Wicked Witch of the West, if you remember in the movie, there's a scene where she explodes in like a puff, like a puff of smoke and steam. You know the scene yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm not sure if it was the actress or her stunt double. Some places that I've heard it was her. Some places I heard it was her stunt double. So if anybody listening knows if it was her or her stunt double, please let message us let us know but i do know she was covered in the green makeup and the green makeup was believed to be toxic so every night before she left they had to use alcohol wipes to get all of it off of her oh that sounds bad (laughs) yeah this is gonna go bad well for the stunt where the flames exploded 
she had to keep her arms and legs in tight and they opened up like a a door in the floor and as long as she had her arms and legs down to her side she'd go straight down in it and the flames would shoot up that's how it was supposed to go well they did one take and the take was perfect the take was perfect it's actually the one that's in the movie it was great but the director said let's do one more take uh. they did one more take and the door like something got caught that she didn't fall like she was supposed to and she ended up getting burned on her hands on her face horribly bad had oh to go God. to the hospital and but before they took her to the hospital they had to get that makeup off of her <gasps> oh Al- no alcohol wipes on freshly burned skin to take that off no yeah oh my god that just like my butthole just, <laughs> <laughs> it clenched up yeah yeah so um again that one is believed to be cursed in some way there is a thing that um apparently there was rumors there are rumor that circulated that one of the munchkins hung himself in the background that is not true yeah that was not true that was was hanging back there in that scene because i've seen that um i'm not sure but it wasn't a body Okay, because every single I've I've watched, obviously, I've watched The Wizard of Oz a few times, like probably the rest of the world. And I had heard about the suicide. And every single time I see them coming down the yellow brick road right there, if you look back there, it looks like somebody's hanging in the tree. Yeah, it might just be a prop or something, but it wasn't. Okay, okay. That one wasn't real. Okay. Okay, so that's a little bit on The Wizard of Oz. Now... We're going to go to the year 1968 Mm. to Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. It's funny. I was just thinking about that because we have a list of movies that we're wanting to watch for spooky season. Mm -hmm. And that's on it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, man, I love Mia Farrow's. That's her name, right? Yes. Mia Farrow's in it. Her little pixie cut that she had. So cute. So cute. Yeah. You know what? They've remade so many movies. How come they haven't remade Rosemary's Baby? Because it's perfect. Leave it alone. (laughs) Leave it the fuck alone. Leave it the fuck alone. And now (laughs) next week, watch, we're going to see that they're remaking. I know. They'll be like, oh, we're having a rose. We'll be like, man, it's our fault. I made it happen. (laughs) Well, Robin Polanski was behind Rosemary's Baby, and it was an Oscar-nominated horror movie. Um. I'm sure most everybody has seen or heard about it, but it's about a young pregnant woman named Rosemary who believes that her elderly neighbors are part of a cult that want to sacrifice her baby to Satan. Um, it's believed to be one of the most cursed sets in history. The first to be hit by the curse was the movie's composer, and I'm really sorry, I'm going to butcher this name, Kreistoff. Comedy, who was at a party at his friend's house, and he was accidentally pushed over an an encarpment. I did not know what the fucking encarpment was, so I had to look okay. that up. It's yeah. a it's a steep fucking cliff. That's what that means. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, 
So encartment is a very fancy way to say he got pushed off the edge of a cliff. Okay, so this doesn't sound like it's going to have a good ending. <laughs> no. He oh, suffered, man. yes, he suffered brain in, a brain damage from the fall and fell into a four-month coma from which he never recovered. Oh, shit. Did he wake up or he just never woke up from it? He never recovered from it. Oh, and shit. his death echoes uh, Rosemary's friend Hutch in the film. So there is a similarity uh, between those two deaths. Uh, That's yeah, no. creepy. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not good. Not uh, good. Then, that, we're not done. After um, he fell off the embankment there, producer William Castle was next to be hit when he was hospitalized with severe kidney stones and hallucinated scenes from the movies while he was in the hospital. What the fuck? So he was like yelling some of the dialogue while he was in the hospital, like Can hallucinating. Can you imagine that shit? Because that dialogue was fucked up. That yeah. movie was messed up. Yeah. Apparently what he was yelling was, um, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. Okay. Oh. Imagine you're a nurse. <laughs> and you hear that being yelled out. Yeah, no. Drop the knife. <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine? Oh my god. I would be calling in. Yeah, no. <laughs> and um the the worst affected by this curse, and I, you know, I knew of these details, but I didn't put it together until I saw this was Roman Polanski himself. Oh my god. His wife is Sharon Tate who was mm. brutally murdered by the Manson family while she was pregnant. Uh. So Rosemary's baby and mm. Sharon Tate and her baby. Like, I didn't even make, man, that story is just, it still bothers me. Yeah. Like that, that entire thing was just completely fucked up, obviously. And Manson is a piece of shit. Yeah. But man, like, the fact that he was making I I didn't even connect it that nope. he made that movie. So did how do you know how much was it during the movie that it happened? Like when they were filming the movie or was it after? Man, cuz that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. Oh fuck, I just looked it up. It was a year after the film's release. Oh no. Oh fuck, that's creepy as all shit. Mm -hmm. it was yeah. only a year oh. yeah wow that's too yeah that's that's, that's too much that's that, okay. that's yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah that movie was cursed i'm gonna yeah yeah, yeah we're gonna go ahead and check that one off <laughs> <laughs> well we'll give our vote at the end of each one of these um i think wizard of oz i think was bad production yeah uh, th that was could be based on the studio that one i don't think was cursed Rosemary's baby. I think that one was cursed. Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure that Rose I would I would say yes on Rosemary's baby. On Wizard of Oz, I think they just had idiots running shit. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Um great movie. Bad people behind it. Yeah. And yeah. bad yeah. in a way that they just didn't know what the fuck was going on. 
Because you know who the-, the hell is going to put makeup on somebody that has metal in it? Yeah. Yeah, well, back like then, even yeah. then, you should have known that it was going to be toxic <laughs> to somebody. not good. Yeah. No. Okay. So going back to Wizard of Oz for a minute. Yes. Judy Garland was only 16 or 17 when they were, they. Yeah, I thought she movie. was pretty young. Yeah. And the director was upset with her performance one time and slapped her across the face in front of everybody. Oh, hell no. And then he felt bad about it. And he was like, you know, somebody hit me. Somebody hit me, like, trying to make it okay that he did it. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that shit going down, like, in the Barbie movie? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think about that for a moment. Like, some dickhead walking up to Mar- is it Margot Robbie? Yes. Is that her name? Yes. Walking up to her and giving her a slap. And we're going to see if he makes it out alive. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Because I'm Knuff. <laughs> have you seen the movie not yet oh my but god i've watched a ton of clips and i am geared up here here's my thing okay i live in a small town mm-hmm. that has a theater that i'm not really keen to going to because it doesn't have and there's nothing the the theater is fine i'm not giving the theater shit but I'm used to going to the AMC where mm. it has the different tiers yes. for the the chairs. And I cannot stand it when somebody is sitting in front of me and I cannot see. If I'm going to pay that much for a mm-hmm. movie, then I don't want anybody's big ass head in <laughs> yeah. my way. Yeah. And I then on top of that, I heard that they don't have the Barbie box. And if I'm not going to get the Barbie box... Yeah. I'm not going to do it because <laughs> I want the picture in the Barbie box. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. spoiled now. We found a, an Amstar close to our house that has the recliner seats. And yeah. now if a movie theater doesn't have a recliner seat, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Like my and spoiled that's the thing, like Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to the AMC theater um, in Indiana mm-hmm. and that was it. Once I experienced that type of space... Yes. And the different, you know, like where the chair was so much higher from the aisle in front of us, like that, that was it for me. I'm like, yeah, th- this is the only way I'm going to go and see a movie Yeah, because you're already paying $27 for a bucket of popcorn. Yeah. So if I'm going to do that shit and I'm actually going to go out in public where I'm going to have to listen to other people talking. And put a fucking bra on. You have to put a bra on. <laughs> exactly. I've got to, I've got to strap my titties in <laughs> and I've got to go out in public. Then I there are certain things that I I want to happen. <laughs> I have to have a recliner. I bring my yeah. own blanket now. Like yeah, I'm nice. I you know what I wish? I wish that there was just and I should just probably buy it or build it. But I want a really nice drive-in theater. Yes. I yes. love drive-in theaters. I'm sorry. I'm very retro by saying this. I miss my video store. I miss my music. Um, you know, like being able to go into a record store and like yeah. find new music just because the the people have suggested it and they've got it on their little section. I miss all of that shit. Yeah. Like it's not the same digitally shopping for a no, movie. No, 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 no. It's, it's just not. not. So but sorry, I didn't mean to go off the rails. Nope. It's but okay. I don't want anybody's head in my fucking way. I got it. I get it. Well, when you get a chance, the Barbie movie is fantastic. Oh, I absolutely um, have no doubt. Okay, so our next one that we're going to cover is The Exorcist from 1973. Ooh. 
Yes. Such a good movie. Directed by William Friedkin and writer William Peter Blatty. Mm -hmm. It follows 12-year-old Reagan, which was Linda Blair, who becomes possessed by a demonic entity after using a Ouija board, which is why we do not play with Ouija boards. Do not, don't, don't fuck with Ouija boards. (laughs) Um. It was one of the scariest and most profitable horror movies of all time and was the first horror movie ever nominated for the Best Picture Oscar. And deservingly so. Oh, fuck yes. Yes, this is still scary as all hell. Yeah. Um, The first sign of trouble came in 1972 when the set for Reagan's family home burned Mm -hmm down after oh. a bird flew into the circuit box what the fuck <laughs> a bird flew into the circuit box and the that, whole thing went up you know that's just a really horrible like the dog ate my homework <laughs> moment yeah like a bird flew into my circuit box yeah and we had a fire that, also, that's something you don't ever expect to say it was not set up right if a bird yeah. Caused it to explode. Like, yeah. We're going to blame the bird, but it wasn't the bird. Like, y'all Here's were cutting thing. corners. The people that built that shit, the wind could have murdered them all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, Absolutely. they were just waiting on one gust to come through, <laughs> and everybody would have been wiped out. <laughs> Man, what is up with these set people? I don't on know. Some of these movies. Jesus. It's so you know, scary. The only thing I will say is the one thing I do know about The Exorcist because it's one of my it's my husband's all time favorite horror movie. Okay, mm-hmm. he watched it when he was a child <laughs> by himself, <laughs> and it, it explains so much about him. But anyway, every now and then you're like, oh yeah, I see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get it now. That and the coffee and reading newspapers at five, I totally get it. Um. But yeah, I know that when people went to see that movie in the theaters, mm-hmm. they were leaving because they were throwing up. Like yeah. people physically got ill and had to walk out of the theater seeing that. Can you imagine that shit? Like the person <laughs> next to you is like, can't, can't do it. Like, <sighs> that shit doesn't happen now. There's so no. much crazy shit that's on the screen and everybody's like, <laughs> we're oh my so God, jaded so cool. now. Yeah, everything's ruined now. But then they were like, I am going to shit myself, <laughs> pee down my leg, and I'm going to puke in a bucket. <laughs> I have to say, though, I am a sympathy puker. So if I see somebody throw up, I likely will do it, too. So Yeah, yeah. I can't see it. I can't mm-hmm. hear it. No. Seeing it is bad, but the... the- the sound oh yeah of them lurching yeah i'm sorry that that's what really gets me (laughs) i'm like oh (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh no this is wrong (laughs) what'd you do yeah um oh my gosh i'm I'm, we're gonna go off on a rant here for a minute but i have to tell you my husband and i we had a gym membership this is pre-covid okay Um, we we canceled it once the fucking plague hit but We were working out with a personal trainer and the personal trainer like kicked the shit out of my husband workout wise. Like boyfriend was not doing good. He was like pale. (laughs) He was was not handling it well. He went he went in the the locker room and he was in there for a really long time to where I had to go get the personal trainer and be like, can you go check on him? I don't know if he's all right. And he came out. He's like, he's he's okay, But like 
this one was rough. And we walked outside of the gym. And no sooner did we get outside than my husband like heaved and threw up and it like splattered onto my shoe. No. <laughs> no. Instead of me being like, are you okay? Oh my God, babe. The, the first <laughs> words out of my mouth were, oh dear. <laughs> That always sounds like him. Oh dear. Oh dear. (laughs) So did he? I mean, obviously he's okay. He's fine. But did he? he, Was it just the workout? Like made him nauseous? Uh, yeah. He worked out to the point of puking. Like no, that's yeah. yeah, It's good that you guys canceled that shit. (laughs) That guy was trying to kill him. He was on his way to a stroke. Like that's yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But that's he still teases me about that. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, like so that. back to um the lady that was puking uh what is it? The pea soup all over the place. Yeah. The exorcist. Yeah. Um so the house burned to the ground and then the production set set production back massively unsettled the crew as the only room that survived the fire was the bedroom used for the exorcism scene Mm -mm. no (laughs) no i'm off that set yeah i'm I'm gonna go that's how that ended yeah i'm like "Mm -mm, nope not saying (laughs) then co-stars jack mcgowan and valsicky maleros both died while the film was still in post-production. Like they didn't even make it to the film hitting theaters and both of their characters died in the movie as well. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, One little side note. Uh, well, seven other people passed over the course of the filming and one female reporter died at the hands of an actor that was playing a nurse in the movie. He was actually a serial killer that killed like two or three other people. And he's in the movie, The Exorcist. He's a nurse in the in one of the scenes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go from 1973 to 1976. Oh, can I tell you something really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it, before we move on from The Exorcist, I met Linda Blair once. <gasps> did you really? Yeah, I did, and I'm super happy that it happened. It was really, I I mean, I knew she was coming because I. <laughs> this is just part of my weird life. I was working as a district manager for a Halloween <laughs> store. Oh. Um, like a whole, they actually got bought out um, by Party City, so it became Halloween City. But okay. it used to be hollow. I, I, I don't even remember what the fuck we were called. It was years ago. But anyway, we got Linda Blair to come to our store. This was in Indiana when I was running, like in Southern Indiana. We got her to come to the store, and um, I got a book signed, and she she was she was gracious, but she was obviously tired. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. we had a lot of people there that wanted to meet her, obviously. But the other cool story I have about that is I actually met Casey Hendershot 
there because he came in and he played um uh Michael Myers <gasps> in one of the movies. Yes. Oh my okay. gosh. Casey's actually been in a lot of shit. Like he let's see, I just looked him up on here. He's been in Army of One. Trying to see all the shit he's been in. He's got he's got like a Viking show that he's been in where they make swords and shit. Okay. Like I watched some of that. He's been in multiple movies. He was the only ginger zombie in Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing about Casey is um we actually I I arm wrestled him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he let me win, obviously, because he is like six foot seven like he's just really, he's really tall. yeah amazing guys super sweet um but yeah i will never forget hanging out with him because we had him come to the store and he just like walked around in the store like in his outfit and people oh were like God. no <laughs> but, fuck that yeah so but i'm still friends with him on facebook oh and my gosh super sweet guy you know, he pops up on my threads every now and then, and I try to, you know, like pop over to his page. But yeah, if you see Casey in anything, please support him. He's an amazing actor, super sweet guy, and I beat him at arm wrestling, and I will never <laughs> let him forget it. Don't tell people that he let you in. Just be like, no, I'm that big a badass. Yeah, like, yeah, I was a badass, and I took him out, <laughs> <laughs> took his knife. <laughs> Knock that mask off his face. Knock the mask <laughs> off his face. Took his jumper. <laughs> Left him naked. Left him, him naked. pointed. It was a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but that's what reminded me when you said exorcist. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it just like sparked my memory that I ran Halloween stores in like yes. a whole district. Another <laughs> and, life ago. And did that like three years in a row. Like did Halloween. It was amazing. But that's when I actually found out that I'm allergic to latex. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, what else do you have? Babe? <laughs> okay, so 1976, we have The Omen. Um, no, I love that movie too. Yes. Uh, uh, this was another Oscar nominated one. This one was by Richard Donner. Starring Gregory Peck and Harvey Spencer Stevens and Lee Remicky. Remick? Remick. Um, the cast and the crew of The Omen had many near-death experiences during the making of the movie. Mm -mm. A stuntman was viciously attacked by a Rottweiler. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Which, you know, okay, that, that doesn't sound too cursed. Which, by the way, The Exorcist, are we giving that one... Cursed or not cursed? What do we think for that one? Well, okay, so we had we had the fire, we had the fire, the two guys that died, and the serial killer that was working on set. Yeah, it was cursed. That one sounds pretty. Cursed. Yeah, I'm gonna say cursed. Yeah. Okay, so this one we had the Rottweiler attack, which doesn't sound very cursy, but on three separate occasions in three different places. Um, the planes that Gregory Peck, producer Mace Newfield, and screenwriter David Seltzer were on at different times, different locations, were all struck by lightning. What? Yes. Three different planes, three different I just, occasions. I would have, okay, 
I would have to look up the statistics on how often how planes that are is. actually struck by lightning <laughs> because that just seems a little excessive, don't you? It does. That seems like a high number of lightning strikes. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of lightning strikes. Like for the same people on three different occasions. From the same movie. Yeah, that seems. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, so there's the three lightning strikes there. And then um, Gregory Peck narrowly escaped a flight. He was like supposed to be on this one plane and didn't get on the plane. And the plane ended up having some sort of horrific accident that everybody on board died. But Gregory, that's like some final destination bullshit right there. Yeah, I'm going to have to um, suggest that nobody that worked on that movie fly. Just don't get on a plane, like ever. Don't get on a plane because this <laughs> shit is not working out for you. You're going to need to drive, take a train. <laughs> Just anything other than that. Anything other than a plane, because that is insanity. It is. It is. Um, the special effects designer, John Richard Richardson, was working on another movie when he and his wife, Liz Moore, got into a head-on collision that Richardson survived, but Moore was decapitated by a flying tire. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that... Okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> There's a lot of ways that people can go. Mm-hmm. But knowing that somebody was decapitated by a flying tire mm-hmm. is nothing I ever thought I would hear. Yeah, yeah. Nor say. Her last words were like, oh, fuck. And then tire. Oh, tire. <laughs> Her last word was tire. Boom. Tire. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Laugh, but that is fucking horrific. That's and so these the people from the omen because see the crazy and i know a lot about those movies because my husband and i are obsessed with movies that that have to do with possession yeah and like demonic possession in particular and all of that shit sounds very similar to stuff that happened in the movie Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm not saying just the first one because there were multiple movies, but there was, I think it was, I I can't remember if it was a priest or a journalist was decapitated in one of those movies with a sliding panel of glass. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember somebody else. I think there was a gargoyle that felt that just miraculously fell off the top of a building and like crush their head in. Yeah. There there's all kinds of weird shit that happened in those <laughs> movies. Now there was rumors that at the scene of the accident there was a sign that said the town of O M M E N was 66.6 kilometers away. Like this was a rumor that went around Hollywood. Nobody's okay. ever actually seen that picture. There's a lot of okay. there's chances that somebody probably like altered something. That one's not true, but like the other shit, okay. it really. I don't think you need to go out of the way to make it creepier by putting like the six 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 kilometers thing. Like, no, you don't. And I, <laughs> you know, when I see when I see shit like that, it's almost like you know you get something that does so well, and yeah. then you just. You start some other shit. It th- I've seen this happen in publishing too. Yeah, 
where people will start some other shit to like try to keep the buzz going mm-hmm. and it becomes I too mean, much kudos yeah kudos to to people that can pull it off but yeah you can you can always tell when it's just like one step too far yeah and you're like <laughs> yeah. i was with you until that yeah i was with you one right up far. until that moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so now we're gonna jump to another one that um Actually, I said there was two that touched on things we talked we talked about before, but this uh-huh. one we've talked about before too with the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park because yes. this one is yes. the movie Poltergeist, and we talked about the Indian oh burial ground. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some really sad shit. Uh, yes. I I know a little bit about this. Let's attach to that movie, but go ahead. Yeah, so this one was from 1982. It was directed by Toby Tobe or Toby Hooper. Um, okay. It starred Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams, Dominique Dunn, Oliver Robbins, and Lil Carol Ann, yeah. played by Heather o- O'Rourke. Well, I stumbled over O'Rourke and my last name's Rourke. That's funny. That is. That is. <laughs> Good um, connection. Yeah. It's a hard name. It's fine. <laughs> so in addition to three Oscar nominations for Poltergeist... It also has one of the most tragic backstories. The first cast member who passed away was Dominique Dunn. Um, Dominique was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. Oh. He was, uh, trigger warning, he was very abusive towards her. Oh, that's and terrible. she 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 broke it off with him. She was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. You're too controlling. You're too abusive. I'm done. She mm-hmm. was over. Um, I believe she was running lines with a fellow actor somewhere. And oh, no. her boyfriend came over and asked her to come outside. He was doing the whole give me one more chance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And out there on the front lawn, he strangled her to death right out there. On what the, front the yeah. fuck? Yeah, he, it was basically... In the open? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was basically one of those, if I can't have her, nobody can kind of things. Listen, I'm the crazy bitch neighbor that will knock somebody out with a trash can. Yeah. I'm, if I the, see that the, shit. The, the thing that happened on the dock recently, I'm coming outside with my folding chair. Like Exactly. <laughs> we're going to handle this I shit have right a now. a folding chair hooked to my fucking belt. Like, I'm stepping in. <laughs> Like that, I I can't even control myself with that shit. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, I am just that person. I'm never going to step aside and allow yeah. some shit to go down like that in front yeah. of me. Yeah. So, man. Bradley, and she was in her 20s. She was young. Her career was just starting to explode. So that was very tragic. Okay. So in the movie, do you know what part she played? She was the older daughter, the the older teenage daughter. Oh, Man, okay. Yeah, that was that was Dominique. Yeah. Um, okay. Then in 1985, actor Julian Beck died of stomach cancer, and in 1987, actor Will Sampson died of post-operative kidney failure. But the most famous victim was, of course, little Carol Ann herself. Yeah, um, Heather, who passed in 1988, just before Poltergeist three finished filming, from congenital stenosis. Um. During a deposition, special effects artist Craig Reardon testified that the the pool scene, when there's like skeletons that come up around the mom, yeah, he testified that those were real skeletons of 
real dead bodies that were used in that scene. And that is why he believed that there was a curse on that movie, that those were real skeletons. Why the fuck would they use real skeletons? There's no reason for that. No, no. Don't you think it would be a little harder, like, to get a hold of those than just going out and getting, Where did you get them? fake skeleton? Yeah. Yeah. My question is, is where the hell, is there a (laughs) 24-hour skeleton store? you just like, hey, I need... I need a couple of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> absent this movie. Of, they can still be kind of damp and moist, but oh. I need a mostly bone. Yeah. Can we do that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, it was cursed. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Oh. you cannot just grab somebody's body and toss them into a movie. Man, and I know that scene. Uh-huh. And now I'm like completely grossed out by it. Yeah. Well, and they say that's, like, why her screams are so fucking authentic in that scene is because, like, if you're looking at something up close and you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's fake. That's fake. I can tell it's fake. But if you're looking yeah. at something and you're like, that's fucking real. Like, that's that's right. a real corpse. That, well, yeah, you're going to scream your full head off. And they were, like, bumping against her and shit. She's, like, trying to fight to get away from them. Yeah. Were there people in the water, like, pushing them against they her? They had to I'm be. Just, there had to I'm be. not okay with any of that. <laughs> that is some shit. Whole disturbing. Yeah, Completely disturbing. No, yeah. No. Wrong. Wrong. No, just yes, bad. That movie cursed. Our, yes. Totally cursed. Totally. Totally. Deserved to be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the curse on yourself. Earned it. <laughs> yes. Yes. You earned that shit. All right. The next one. And this is another one that's connected to something we've talked about. Yeah. 2013, The Conjuring was believed yes. to be cursed. Yes. Oh. The highest grossing horror franchise of all time. Mm-hmm. James, James Wan's The Conjuring stars Patrick Wilson and Vera. How do you say her last name? Farmega? Farmega? Vera Farmega? I think Farmega. Okay. About Ed and Lorraine Warren, who we've we've talked about. Yeah. You talked about yeah. in your episode. Yeah. Um. As if the fact that this is like what we talked about before, as if the fact that this was based on a true story isn't scary enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey King, who plays Christine in the movie, found herself covered in bruises after a couple weeks of shooting, even though she hadn't performed any stunts at all. Oh, like these course. bruises were just appearing on her. Yeah. Um, Vera who played Lorraine would frequently wake up at the, between the devil's hour of three to 4 AM on set Mm -hmm. and found claw marks on her thigh and across her laptop. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. That's great. That sounds perfect. Um, And then in the Warren's artifact room, they had their, their artifact room there. Mm-hmm. producers and crew members alike would see items move around the War- Warren's artifact room all on their mm-hmm. own. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the strangest thing that happened was the original Perone girls told the screenwriter something really bad is going to happen out here today. And the girl's mother that same day 
fell and broke her hip so seriously that she, it had to be operated on. Wow. Just like knew, like felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Was there was like, something, yeah, some shit's energy- going to go down today. Mm, yeah. Mm-mm. The conjuring freaks me the fuck out. You already know that. Like yeah. we've talked about this extensively. Like there is just something about that entire thing that just really freaks me out. Especially when you know it's based on true shit and you're watching it and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was saying before. Like, Vaughn and I are obsessed with demonic possession movies. So Mm -hmm. anything in that vein, I will watch it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ever going to watch it again. Like, if it's good enough and it freaks me out enough, then I'm like, no, I can't do this. (laughs) I'm not doing this anymore. And The Conjuring is just one of those series of movies where i've experienced it but it just lingers with me mm-hmm. and i'm like uh you know it just gets you late at night i'm like mm, no <laughs> lying in your no. bed and you're like that's a thing that's scary yeah me. that's yeah. i'm not i don't have to pee <laughs> i'm good i'm good i'm just gonna stay here get me I'm a gonna wet myself i think <laughs> I think now is the time I wear Depends. I think yeah, that's... I'm going to start wearing Depends. I'm going to get me a big old box. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, goodness. Okay. So the next one. Oh, this one is, I'm sure it's going to be close to your heart, too, because this is going back to our, our younger days. Oh, boy. The Crow from 1994. Oh, yes. Oh, what a sad story. Yep. Yes. That is the one Love where the crow. Brandon Lee yeah. um, died after a tragic accident involving a malfunctioning weapon. Yeah. Um, And I didn't know this, that Lee had reportedly referenced the fact that his family was cursed mm-hmm. and on movie set because his dad died on movie set, too, didn't he? Didn't uh let's... i think that he did because his dad was a um was bruce lee yeah in 1973 his production partner gave him painkillers because he had a headache and bruce lee passed out all attempts to resuscitate by the doctors failed upon examination it turned out that his brain swelling combined with an allergic reaction to the painkillers um led to his death so do we think it was the brain swelling from all the different fight scenes that he did? Maybe the strikes to the head? I don't, I cannot answer that. I don't, I don't know if that was from his fight scenes or if he had brain swelling because of the like migraines that he was having. Yeah. yeah. Um, it might've been, it might've been something that happened to him on set because yeah. obviously he was extremely physical extremely physical actor but yeah he died didn't he die young too he did yeah yeah just tragic the fact that his son died like that too because the crow is just an amazing movie like it it is is like a goth girl's dream oh fuck yes it was (laughs) and he was was incredible so beautiful in that movie oh Oh, he was gorgeous gorgeous i loved everything about that movie and the fact that that he died was just horrific really yeah oh I don't know how I feel about that. Do they have actors? Like a reboot was recently filmed with Rupert Sanders at the helm and Bill Skarsgård starring in the title role. Okay. But he could kind of fucking kill it because that's the guy that played Pennywise in the new It movies. Yeah, I think he could. I think, I mean, obviously he's an incredible actor. 
Yeah. Um. So I I could see him doing it. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I could, I mean, if I was going to pick a white guy <laughs> to do the crow, it would yeah. either be him or the late great Heath Ledger. Oh my God, Heath would just do amazing. He would have slayed that. that yeah. He would have slayed that part because he, to this date, I think he is the most incredible Joker oh, that has ever been. Down. I mean, he nailed that. And I wish that we could have seen, not only because I wish Heath would have survived yes. um, what he went through, but... Um, but can you imagine the movies that would have came out, like like doing the entire story with him as the oh, Joker? It would have been so good. That would have been incredible. But yeah, so The Crow, um, I remember, what what year did that movie come out? Do you 94. Know? 94? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember when he died and it, 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 it was weird because it kind of struck me like when Kurt Cobain died. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it was the same feeling. It was almost like, are you serious? Like, you have something so cool. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit. Like, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. And it was just sad for his family. It was just a tragedy because he was an incredible actor. And I think he was just trying to, you know, pick up where his father left off. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have had an incredible career. Yeah. Um, And just gone too soon. Yeah, I don't crazy. think that was a cursed movie set. I think that was just unfortunate. Idiots. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate. I think it. I think it was the same shit that happened with that Alec Baldwin yes. movie. Yeah, I think it was the same bullshit. You know, and it, it it's incredible to me that we still have that shit going on where mm-hmm. people um, are not taking care of these firearms correctly that they have in these movies. Because I understand that they're they're part of you know the movie itself and they're going to use the stuff, but you got to be careful with that shit. I mean, yeah. Mall, you know, so many people have gotten hurt and then we have these two instances where people died from it. It's yeah. Tragic it's, for no and reason. And honestly, with the things you can do with computer animation generation anymore, yeah. um, you don't need to fire the gun. You know, right. you can add it with computer, computer yeah. digital effects to make it look like the gun fired. You don't exactly. need to actually it's shoot not it. needed. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the other level of that. It's like you you don't actually have to use these weapons that way. Um and you're totally right with the CGI capability yes. that they have now. I mean, hell, half the games that we play look mm-hmm. incredible. Like Yeah. It's possible, you know, mm-hmm. like they could do that and never even put anyone in danger. So was yeah. there anything else that happened on the crow set? Nope, not on that, that one. Just his death. Um, I, after I, that, I don't think the movie was cursed, but I think his family, his family had, had a curse. Yeah. yeah attached I to them. That. Yeah. Um, the next one goes back to Ed and Lorraine Warren again, and it's the oh, movie boy. Insidious from oh. 2010. Have um, you seen Insidious? I haven't. Oh, Stacy. I just, we, okay. That movie's fucked up. That entire, <laughs> that entire series of movies with Insidious is just fucked up. Like it, it, it just has, and it's weird because it was, it was kind of confusing because the guy that played Ed 
like in The Conjuring, yeah, is actually the dad in Insidious. Okay, okay. So it, it's a little confusing because you see the same actor, mm-hmm. but man, did he do a good job. That was that was insane. You have to watch and okay. do it after dark. <laughs> <laughs> so you can scare yourself just enough. Just scare the hell out of yourself. Yeah, Perfect. It, it's Love funny it. that you brought this up because we just saw a trailer for it because we watched um, Battle for Los Angeles Mm-hmm. on our blu-ray because we didn't want to rent it <laughs> like we had it on blu-ray so we watched it this weekend and insidious was one of the movies that the trailer was on that blu-ray before oh the my movie gosh. started and i was like oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no oh yeah i remember that one that one scared the yeah. hell out of me yeah now this one um it sounds kind of mild, like reading it, it sounds kind of mild what went on in the set, but I'm sure for the crew members, it was scary as all shit. Um, the entire crew believed that the set was haunted. They reported, crew members reported seeing lights that would turn themselves on and off. Doors would open and close on their own. Mm-hmm. And they would even receive mysterious phone calls where the phone would ring and there was nobody on the other end of the line when they picked it up. Yeah, so. No. The whole crew believed believed that the set was haunted. Yeah, I would believe that. It, yeah. It's it, it's a really fucked up story. Like, and it, it's very disturbing. And it just like, yeah, we, you'll understand when you watch it. And I'm sure we have <laughs> listeners that have seen it. But yeah, it's it. There's a reason that people gravitate <laughs> to those yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now the last one that we have here on our list is called The Possession from 2012. And this this movie on this set, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in it, which we love some Jeff- Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's just a beautiful human being. Um, the things that were happening on this set in interviews, he has said he was skeptic. He was a skeptic when it came to all paranormal things until okay. working on this movie. And he said this movie made him a believer. Oh, yes. And the the most mysterious thing there is they had a prop, a prop that was a die buck box. Have you ever heard of a die buck box? Yeah, is it, it they don't they look like little houses? Um or li- or like little cabinets? Yes. Is that what they yes. look like? And yes. you open them up and they sometimes they're just an empty cabinet, sometimes they have little doors in them. Yes. And the yeah, thing with I the die box, okay. <laughs> with some die box boxes, mm-hmm. they were believed in some religions and whatnot that you could cast out demons, you could cast out dark energy and put mm-hmm. them in these boxes. Yeah. Yeah. But if the box is ever opened, yeah. Really like people can get sick, people can die, people can get rashes. Like, and there's been there are people in this world that are so fucking scared of die box boxes that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't talk about it. The fact that I'm saying it right now, people would say you don't even you don't speak about Yeah, you them. don't mention it. Yeah. 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 So the fact that they had a prop one there and like Jeffrey didn't go into a lot of detail about it, but something about that prop and what the the negative energy it was bringing to mm-hmm. the set, it made him a believer in the paranormal. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's well, I mean, if you've got something that converts you, that's yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm, I want to know what what happened there. What the hell? Yeah, he. Well, I mean, the thing. Is, well, and you're not supposed to talk, talk about, about it. About it. So. <laughs> He's like, I'm We're fucking. We're not gonna talk no. about it. It's mm. like Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're not gonna talk about, about Fight Club. Yes. So those are the haunted movie or the. I love it. I love it. What a great. That's awesome. I anything that has to do with movies and like spooky shit. I love it. And we are. This is our first spooky season (gasps) with Bitaboo. Yes. And I'm so excited that we're going through our Halloween with this. And I also want to say thank you to everybody that's been downloading. Yes, thank you. Our episodes because we keep getting from our producers, we keep getting your you have all these (laughs) episodes that are downloaded. And we love that. We love you guys. We really appreciate the support. And I wanted to say that I mailed out all of the stickers to our winners from the last one because we had like over 30. (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot. Yeah, I I rocked that game. (laughs) You did. I was so excited. It was our interactive. um, So if you are just joining us, you can go back and listen to that. The giveaway is over, but it's still an interactive episode and it was super fun. So I'm not going to give away what it was about. But um, we that's not going to be the last giveaway that we do. We've got other stuff. We got stuff in the works, too, that we're planning for this this spooky season. Yes, yes. We have something big that we're going to be doing for spooky season, um, kind of as a thank you. Um, and it's also to help support us um, yes. with our dream, you know, to make Bitaboo bigger. So watch out for that. We'll be announcing it on one of the episodes soon. And we'll also be posting it on our pages on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I think Stacy is better at TikTok than I am. <laughs> She did you a lot see more TikToks? Yeah. Did you see my TikTok from yesterday of the suit that my husband found at the thrift yes, store? Yes, and I oh, loved it. I watched him like ten times. <laughs> that was amazing. The dance he did was incredible. Yes. If you want to see it for yourself, my my, you can find me at TikTok, TikTok, TikTok at Rourke Writes. Um, but we went to a thrift store, and my husband found a. It's a suit coat suit pants and a matching tie and yep. it's bright blue with bright pink flamingos and palm trees and it's everything incredible. All over it. and yep. it fits him like a fucking glove <laughs> yeah it was made for him <laughs> and as soon as he saw it he's like yes this is coming home with me and <laughs> well <laughs> he had to it, yeah. it was one of those things that it claimed him and he just had to bring it home <laughs> It's so, so ridiculous, but it's so funny. It was so fun. <laughs> I love I love the videos that you put out. Um, Thank you. I'm going to try to get more active. I am going to be like Stacey. I am going to take off. Um, after I finish this book, I'm actually not going to release anything until next year. Yep. Um, and I'm actually taking, you know, spooky season off and enjoying it this year. And I am going to be reading and reviewing books from my TBR. I love that. So I'll be doing reviews on my TikTok um, page. So you can find me at Ruvali. You can find me as Ruvali anywhere. (laughs) So (laughs) it doesn't matter. Type it in and you will find me and be able to follow me anywhere if you want to. But yeah, I'm going to be doing, um, I'm I'm actually going to read. I'm going to be a reader this season for the first time in like over a decade. 
I love and that. I'm super excited about it because it always seems like I was on a deadline mm-hmm. and I've accumulated all of these amazing books and I would really like to start reading them mm-hmm. and doing reviews for them and just having a good time with it. So I am yep. going to be joining the book talk community in that way this mm-hmm. coming season. So please follow me on TikTok so you can see it. That's the only place I'm going to have my videos. So you're going to have to watch me over there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to say I'm taking the the whole season off, but I'm not. I'm actually recording a shit ton of my books in audio and I've got all the equipment here now. So I'm recording them and I'm going to be putting them out. Um, The Journals of Octavia Hollow's box set was the very first one that I tackled and it is it's been posted it's just not live quite yet it's going through the final stages and that'll be excited and I'm gonna tackle I'm working on fate worse than death after that and I'm just gonna be recording my books into audio the ones that aren't up already so oh I love that but you know what you're you're gonna be doing something that you love and it's not gonna be stressful and you're not gonna be on a deadline so exactly. I love I'm that for you. Reading and basically acting out my books, yeah. doing different voices and stuff. And well, you have a wonderful voice anyway. I know Thank mine you. can be a little shrill, but you <laughs> have a beautiful voice for reading books. And I've had multiple people tell me that people that are listening to the podcast, they're like, oh, I could listen to Stacey all day. I'm like, yeah, I do. And <laughs> So if you love Stacey's voice, you can now hear her narrating her own books. And I think that's incredible because nobody is going to know nothing against, you know, narrators because we want them all to have their jobs. But I really honestly, there are just some books that only the author, if they're capable of doing it and they have a voice like yours, can convey exactly the way you felt writing that book and I think yes. that you're going to offer your readers something so special in that way it's, it's especially with Octavia I wanted them to be read you know yeah. it's going to be the inflection that I intended when I wrote it yeah um and it's it's going to be a lot of fun so yeah and I would do that if I had the time and I don't have the time. I I would do something short if I had the time, but quite honestly, I'm going to leave it to the narrators. Like, I will now, are you going to are you thinking about opening yourself up to reading other people's books or is this just you um, doing your books? I'm going to start with mine, but if people listen to mine and are like, "Wow, you did a great job. I'd love you to do mine." I I might be open to it in the future. Oh, I, exciting. I can't say no. Um but I want to get through my catalog first because right, right. Um, and you have an extensive catalog. If people <laughs> don't know that, like third book, so right. I mean that that's another thing you and I bonded on. We're both prolific writers. Yeah. Like I wrote a lot in the beginning of my career, and I've obviously slowed down over the years, not from age, but just I think I think I just got I I felt like this desperate push in the beginning yes to get all of the stuff that was like jumbled in my head out Mm -hmm. and then it really started I really started focusing in on the stories that called out to me yes and that's the reason why I have these gaps like in between my books because sometimes I have to stop one story finish another one and then come back to another story that I started because the characters just aren't talking to me and that may sound insane but I know you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. If it's, it's I mean, not if coming story, together. 
Yeah, if they're not talking to me, because I'm a pantser, so it's different mm-hmm. for me. I don't even plot this stuff out mostly. Like, I, I know little bits and pieces, but I don't know the entire storyline. So if the characters aren't speaking to me and I'm not inspired, there's no way I can write it. And it's just going to really cheapen the story. Yeah. Um, but I know you are a machine. You plot your stuff out. And yeah. then you go from A to Z and, like, knock these books out. And I'm just like, uh... <laughs> Um, I didn't even, I mean, there, there are moments where, and it was, it was funny. I was just talking with friends about this the other day. Um, there are moments where I'm writing a book and I'm like, holy shit, like a reader. Like I literally want to throw my laptop. I'm like, I can't believe they did that shit. And I'm like, I wrote it. Like, calm your tits. Like you did it. You did that. You did that one. (laughs) But it doesn't feel like it when you didn't really know your head was going to go there. Yeah. And it really feels like the character. And I know that that happens with you with your characters. I'm sure there are oh, things yeah. that pop All up and you're like, they're they're not going to listen to me. Like, we're going to have to go this way. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's one of the most magical things about writing a book. Yeah. You, it, it changes on you. It evolves as you're writing and you don't even see it coming. And then you're just like, oh, shit. Well, there that was. So yeah, it's absolutely oh. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, darling. Well, I think we rocked it. I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. This was a fun one. I liked this. All Hollywood and curses and Hell yeah. Oh, a fun shit. It doesn't get more fun than that. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I guess right. this is where we uh sign off. Yeah. And say keep, keep it spooky. spooky. <laughs>